electric current emit light. In polarition lasers, light is emitted by polaritions, particle-like couplings of light and matter. While polarition devices will never produce laser beams powerful enough to burn through metal, their big selling point is that they require very little electricity. Last year, two research groups reported building polarition lasers that ran on electricity rather than another laser. But both lasers worked only in near-absolute zero temperatures. Now, one of those groups, led by electrical engineer Palab Bhattacharya at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor, has eliminated that restraint. His team uses a thin strip of gallium nitride along with mirrors and electrodes to preserve the short-lived polarizations and emit a weak beam of ultraviolet light. The device uses about four-tenths of one percent of electricity of a comparable conventional laser. The bacterium that causes stomach ulcers morphs at a breakneck pace when it first infects a person, apparently to dodge immune attack, researchers report June 13th in Nature Communications. Heliobacter pylori sets up shop in the human stomach and can reside there for years or decades. Physician Barry Marshall of the University of Western Australia in Crawley led an international team that investigated how the bacterium evolves in a human host. The scientists obtained samples of H. pylori from two volunteers infected with the microbe and then wiped out the infections with antibiotics. Three months later, the team reinfected both people with their own H. pylori bacteria. During the early weeks of the new infection, the bacteria mutated 40 to 50 times as fast as the earlier chronic infection samples. The bacteria's outer membrane proteins, which may be recognized by key players of the immune system, seemed particularly prone to change. The work suggests that H. pylori genes encoding those proteins come under intense pressure by the immune system during initial acute infection. Heart transplant recipients whose bodies are starting to reject the new organ might carry genetic warning signs. A new test of recipients' blood appears as accurate in catching rejection as a heart biopsy, the current gold standard for monitoring donated hearts. Researchers led by Stephen Quake and Kiran Kush of Stanford University report in the June 18th Science Translational Medicine. The scientists scoured each heart recipient's blood for free-floating DNA from the donor. The researchers distinguished recipient DNA from donor DNA by tracking naturally occurring genetic variations called single nucleotide polymorphisms. Donor SNPs are common the day after transplant, the researchers found, but decline within a week. After that, increases in donor DNA serve as a warning sign of rejection. Over the course of two years, the researchers regularly tested the blood of 65 heart transplant recipients, three of whom experienced moderate to severe rejection at some point, with one requiring a second heart transplant. The new blood test revealed these episodes as much as five months before heart biopsies did. The test might enable doctors to treat impending rejection earlier in the hopes of avoiding full-blown rejection and a repeat transplant, the researchers say. If it spreads beyond China's borders, the H7N9 avian influenza virus could take hold in Vietnam's Mekong and Red River Deltas, 
the Bengal region of India and in parts of the Philippines and Indonesia, a new study predicts. The virus has infected 449 people in China, many of whom had visited live poultry markets. We don't know where it will be introduced next, said Marius Gilbert, an epidemiologist at the University Libre de Brussels in Belgium. But he and his colleagues analyzed environmental conditions at 8,943 live poultry markets in China to determine which are shared by 263 markets linked with human cases. Places with a high density of poultry markets, especially urban areas, are most at risk of having the virus establish itself and spread to people, Gilbert and his colleagues report June 17th in Nature Communications. Other factors that may give the virus a chance to thrive include proximity to open water and rice paddies, high human population density, and a large number of domestic ducks and chickens.